0: Hmm. Recorded live.
1: Welcome to the Thursday
2: Tuesday night's Triumph Over Targeting podcast. I'm the moderator, Ella Felder, and tonight we will be discussing the technology beyond targeting, giving support and solutions, and finally, activism. And tonight, specifically, I have come across some information that seems to be really helpful in shielding and a company that already exists that has created some shielding that's readily available to us. And they specifically design products to help us, in, you know, for each person individually and their particular targeting. And I was, um, I was very excited to come across this information, as well as some articles that seem to be a very strong possibility that can be used as a solution as well against targeting. So those are the topics we'll be discussing tonight. And we're going to wait a little bit longer, maybe see if we can get some more people on the call. And, um, okay, so, anyways, um, so, Angela, you were saying something about the pharmaceutical companies.
1: (laughs) Well, I was just saying that I was very naive to the fact that um, businesses, you know, don't want you talking about business over the phone. And I'm guilty, I was guilty of that in some aspects because I didn't realize that we have all groundhogs. We all know that now. <laughs> I never knew that. I didn't know that. But everybody, not just us, targeted people. We all do. And um, that's one thing that if you're working for a company, I'm, you know. But I was talking with a girl today that said, but you don't deserve to be tortured because you might have told the truth. Like, for instance, if I didn't believe a four-year-old child, to be diagnosed with a, a, a bipolar disorder or a two-year-old child, then, and I spoke out because I would speak out in front of anybody at the company. Doesn't mean that I should be a target and be tortured. And yeah, I mean they they run the world. It's 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 the way it is. But there's the good and the bad. Yeah, there like is. In all companies, And the thing is, is that what happens is if you don't know and you're low on the totem pole, like I am, um, they negotiate.
2: I wouldn't say that about your previous, the way that you were living before. I mean, you were very successful. You were a rep. You were a pharmaceutical rep, and you were making a lot of money. I I hardly consider you low on the totem pole. But.
1: Well, I was. I mean... Well, comparatively, Comparative. I guess, is what you're saying, yeah. Comparatively to the rest of them. Yeah, and the thing is I would never get – it was hard because I would never get promoted. I would always do better, and my numbers were always really, really good, and I always had a couple of notches higher than the next person, but I never got to that – That I never won the trip, or I never got promoted. And I, I, I could never understand why I was never able to enter into – the Chicago home office. I mean, so it's crisscrossed. It was always crisscrossed. and it's just a big fat mess. <laughs> because, you know, that's where I was born. And they, you know, they didn't want me out of Pittsburgh. So if it, it's just like I don't know. I don't know. Let's just get let's just get rid of her. Well we could pay um so many thousands of dollars to hire people to target, target you and, and get rid yeah. of you. fortunate. That's absolutely what they do. So, I mean, my gosh, I, you knew something like that. You can offer a, a job that you think you're very excited about and that you, you can do well and you can help people and go in and actually say to the doctor, hey, doc, this has side effects. And this has, um, this is better than this because, uh, it doesn't because cardiac dyskinesia or whatever. I mean, you think you're doing a service, but sometimes, I don't know. I don't understand the. I don't understand it. And, um, I think, I don't even know if it comes from the very top, um, Do the CEOs, do these people that are really making these big, 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 big bucks, do they know about this targeting stuff? Or is it people kind of like in the middle or people even further down, you know?
2: That's hard to say.
1: It's hard to say, I guess. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Thursday, maybe we can talk about like how it works and what seems okay. to happen generally. You know, I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, I read an article. I didn't save it, but it was about the whole process of becoming a targeted individual. <sighs> and it was uh, it was sad, you know, to see what happens and what these groups do and what they accomplish and how they make money off us because that was always a question, like, how are they making money? You know, this doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, we're worth a lot of money to these people. Which is really yeah, they put
1: these frequencies in us, and then they play games. Yeah, let's see if we can win a football game. Let's see if we can win a penguin game. You know? Well, I yeah. guarantee
2: you, a lot of this technology is used for, you know, uh I, I just really feel that way. I don't know how many other people, you know, this, anybody who has this kind of technology is going to use it to benefit them. So any right. kind of, you know, football game, I mean, they can interfere with all that. I mean, that's that's like a piece of cake to them, you know. and so. Well,
1: it just makes me angry because I've had a call with Julia, and we prayed, and she said, forgiveness, you have to forgive. And it's so difficult. When I read in the paper, like just now, the Masonic building that's right down the street from the dump of apartment that I live in, it used to be a drug deal place where people would go and buy drugs. It was a porno, porno theater. Now the Heinz and everybody else is putting in like $90 million into this Masonic building to make this new ABC Thing where there's apartments going in where you can pay, you know, lots of money to rent an apartment. You know, it would be nice to have a donation from the Mellon Foundation you know, mm-hmm. for a couple million. <laughs> I read that in the paper, and I think this city has grown five million fold since I've had these chips in me, and I am living in a dump and I'm tired of it. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, I think we all feel that way. We all feel
1: distorted. that
3: way
1: on some level. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We probably all do. Sorry. Well, the
2: quality of our life is, um, compared, like compared to what the quality of our life was before, all of us have, you know, suffered. The quality of life seems to be what they go after. So, okay. Okay. Um, so what I came across this morning, there seems to be enough people to kinda of discuss this. Thank you for sharing all that, Angela. I really appreciate oh, you're it.
1: You're so welcome. I'm sure you're <laughs> thrilled with it all. Always glad you <laughs> come on. I have nobody's chatting in the chat room telling Angela to shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't think so. People behave
1: in my chats.
2: Okay. That yeah, everyone behaves. At least yet until the perps get a hold of it, right? <laughs> That's good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, so what I ran across today was really interesting to me. Um, there was several articles, and they were um, scientific magazines and articles um, that were interesting about cloaking and about um, shielding. And you know, it seems to me the further, the more I read about it, the more I studied, um, it seemed like that really is the way that it. Uh, that's going to be the solution to our problems, you know. But for right now. There is a company, and it's called—I don't know—Shelly Hoyle has mentioned she was familiar with this company, and I haven't heard it discussed. But I was very excited to come across this company. It's called Lone Star Consulting Inc., and it's based out of El Paso. And I did some—I did—I did some calling and some emailing and did some research. And um, when I first got to the site, um, it says that they create customized devices um, and. You can go on there and there's a link and you can fill out a form to help them design a device that's going to help you. They help with uh, the mind reading. They help with um, the directed energy weapons. And some of it isn't even as expensive as I had initially you know, expected. There's actually like a helmet and what you do is one of the things I found interesting for mind control and everything that goes along with that because mind control, anyone who experiences it's more than just being controlled. It can be the V2K, it can be the body pain sensations that, you know, they can create pain in your body but it's actually occurring in your mind through microwaves. Um, It's just targeted to a specific area in the mind that creates the pain in your body and signals the pain. So, They have, um, I had a very interesting conversation with them um, and I can give you their information as well, their phone number. They prefer emails, which was interesting. It was a really interesting conversation because they called me back and they're like, we're in the middle of a laboratory experiment and we like when people email us because um, it can interrupt the experiment and then we have to start over. So that was interesting within itself that they they're doing laboratory experiments even when, you know, they receive phone calls. And I know I've already told a few people today, and I know they're all of a sudden very busy, and I call back to do some follow-up questions, and um, it was just, you know, it was really interesting. But my first concern was that this is one of those companies that creates the monsters and then, like, sells the countermeasures for it. So oh. what's that? Somebody said something?
4: Um, well, I have the opinion I didn't say anything, but I have the opinion that this I briefly googled it when you mentioned it, and this company seems um, they mention uh, kind of targeting experiences on their website, and that makes me wonder if they're going to be completely serious because I feel like most of the people who are real experts at kind of um, electromagnetic defense don't believe in that kind of stuff. Um,
2: well, you going to find? Well thanks I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off. Are you done, do you want to finish up what you were saying? I cut you off.
4: No, no, I'm, I would be interested in hearing your response.
2: Okay, so this is, I ask a lot of questions, this is what I do. I actually went to school for journalism, that was something else I was very interested in, so I learned to ask a lot of questions. And so I was talking to the guy, and I did, you know, and I'm very open, I just said, are you one of these companies that supposedly sells, uh, you know, shielding, but you also create the weapons, this is what I want to know. And I asked him very, you know, for, you know just asked the questions that come in my mind. And he goes, oh, no. But it opened up the door for a long conversation about Mr. John Williams. And this is the man whose company it is. And he, so what I found about him and how the conversation went was, you know, a good history on where, how he became involved with this product. He um, initially had worked in um, the electronics field, and he also worked with, um, let's see, the National Institute of Mental Health. And so he was contracted through the CIA in the 70s to help develop mind control type technology, but he was under the assumption or he presumed that it was being used or told that it was used to treat uh, psychiatric disorders. So this technology that they were developing um, was believed to be for the good, to um you know help people with psychiatric disorders and they were contracted through CIA they he wasn't part of the CIA directly but he did it did come to his awareness he found out that this mind control stuff was really was being used for heinous and nefarious reasons and um and since then he has been on a mission to create countermeasures to all this technology and he's I don't know if he's a targeted individual I didn't ask that I might have asked that question to his assistant or to the person that works with him. I don't think he, he doesn't. He didn't tell. At least the gentleman I spoke to isn't aware that he's a targeted individual, but did mention that you know, in his work, doing this work, he couldn't believe. He was absolutely shocked that this was being used for such heinous and horrible, um, you know, uh, use. And he also, but this gentleman also worked um, for other. Organizations too. He did something under the DOD. He's worked under the DOD. Um, again, he's working on nor- neural mapping. Neural. Oh, my phone's doing something funny. Um, uh, the neural sciences. And then he also, let me see, let me find my notes here because I just I didn't have time to really organize my thoughts as well as I'd like to because I just that's all came about today. Um, so he worked for the National Institute of Mental Health and it was contracted by the CIA. He also worked on uh, worked with the DoD and he worked on black projects in the seventies so this was in the seventies when he was working on this technology and when he discovered its um, illegal uses and um, so he you know he's out of Texas at this point and so this is actually you know it's a legit site from everything that I can tell and I asked him you know explain some of the things that I had going on and you know, if you really have an issue with the mind control and all the things associated with it, you know, the multi-layers, what mind control is, you know, you can, you can, you, number one, of course, you want to talk with them first, but you can find a helmet that you like. Um, They prefer a motorcycle helmet, but I I just don't think that's something I can do is walk around with a, you know, motorcycle helmet all day long. And, um, but you can use different types of helmets, but the best the, they find that a motorcycle helmet is the most effective for what they do so you send them the helmet they load in and they they build within the helmet the protection you need um and it seems to be very effective you know that's what he's saying and you know and they really don't they're not looking for large profits you know it seems to me like you know they might even have to raise the price because there's more of a demand and less product to work with uh less of the um the supplies that they need to manufacture these products. And to me, when we got into the conversation about the directed energy weapons and what they use, um, he he, he says they need your frequency, and he can send you, you know, you can purchase or use your own. You have to know what frequency is being used against you. Um, And they can develop um, a jammer. And I said, well, what about people who have many different kinds of directed energy weapons? And he goes, but he said, like something broader. And he, and he did mention that's illegal. You can't have a broad-spectrum scanner um, or a jammer because it would interfere with everything. You know, that can be made and they can create it, but it's against the law and they would get in big trouble because it interferes with the television broadcasting it interferes with, you know, airplanes. Even it can affect, you know, the ability to communicate, um, you know, the ground control of the airplanes, um, and you know, and even some of the other, even the smaller jammers can interfere with the police frequencies, ambulance frequencies, the fire frequencies. So, they're very careful when they custom, when they custom make these, you know. But they can, they actually can come up with a broad spectrum. Jammer, which I thought was interesting. You know that was the, that the possibilities there. It's just obviously not something that they can do legally. So, you
1: see Ella? Uh, yes, you that's Ella. Yes, Ella. Yes. Hi, Ella. Hi, it's Amy. Hi, Amy. You made it on. Huh. I was
2: concerned because you lost your phone.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have. I have. I have a new one. I have a new one. If uh, so I was who is who are the people who are the people who's the person that's making. Um, Protection, uh, shielding, uh, out of a uh, motorcycle helmet.
2: Um, this is Lone Star Consulting Inc. and the website is www.lonestarconsultinginc.com. And I'll spell it for anybody. L. And so, like I said, www.l is in Larry. O and is in Nancy. E, S is in Sam, T is in Tom, A, R is in Robert, C, O, N is in Nancy, S is in Sam, U L T is in Tom, I N G I N C dot com. And uh and the phone number I have there, but they prefer an email. He did make it very clear because we don't want to interrupt their laboratory experiments. But I'll give you the phone number anyways. Um it's nine one five area code. 4740334. And then they have an email if you're not able to get to the site. Kind of blocked, actually, but you can get to it. Um, it's um, techmaster at bonestarconsultinginc.com. So I hear some background noise. Can somebody start there? Them, if you have background noise? Thank you. Um, so it's techmaster and it's spelled T is in Tom, E is in Edward, K is in Kite, M is in Mary, A is in Apple, S is in Sam, T is in Tom, E is in Edward, R is in Robert. And again, at at LoneStarConsultingInc.com. And so that's, their, that's the preferred method is emails, um, But they have such like an extensive, everything that's on the, what they've listed on the website is just a portion of what they have. And they have huge catalogs um, of, of products that skill uh, that. I didn't get into a discussion about, from what I understand, you have to have an oscillating um, web jammer or not web jammer, I'm sorry um, oscillating jammer. but they do he, you can add it's very technical here, but it says you can add different frequencies, frequencies to your device. So if you find out what frequencies are hitting you, they they'll, they'll um, code it for that. But if you have other frequencies as well, they can add them for like ten fifteen dollars on there. And um, let me see, there was some interesting interesting information. But from what I understand, and I did some research, it they really do sound legit. They really do. I I trust what I heard. My instincts tell me that it's legit and. You know, but my biggest concern, as I said, is that they were the same kind of people who sell the crap on the other side. You know, because that happens oftentimes. You know, you have a company that creates, you know, uh, you know something negative, and then they'll sell they'll sell they'll sell you the solution too. So that was my biggest concern. But I mean, they have a very very extensive diverse catalog, and for the helmet, which was would interest me, and what my, Ella? my
5: yeah, Ella, it's just like the spy shop uh you know the spy shops have been on uh on the web forever, you know, uh, for eons. And and they also sell uh, for both sides, uh for the uh the enemy and for the for the good people. So yeah. you know, it's it's the same dichotomy because they're they're in business. So so whoever uh, will pay they'll will get it, you know? Yeah. Uh,
2: but that's just so uh you know, that to me just um. uh. But I saw on here when I was reading the website, it said, "No cookies, no adware, no spyware, no trojans, no viruses, no warrants, no spam, no pop-up. We respect your privacy. We do not monitor nor track your activities online." I'm like, "Hmm, you know, this might this all right? That sounds like the kind of you know uh, mentality I'm looking for on in a yeah. website." So yeah, um, it, it's it's
5: it's, ama- it's amazing that that tells you right there that um, web uh, website stores track your activity, like once you have business going with emailing This and stuff.
4: helmet is bogus. They advertise this helmet as shielding you, but it has the face and neck exposed. It can't shield electric fields unless no, it completely that. covers all you,
2: I know, but they. it's up to you to provide as large as a helmet as you want. You know, and from what I understand, I mean, it sounds legit, and I mean, I also get EMF. It's and just I not wear, legit. Like,
4: the description of the helmet is not legit because it says it shields against electric fields, and it can only shield against magnetic fields.
2: Well, well, I mean, that maybe that's a conversation is. You need to have further with him But I'm willing to pay, you know, $1,300 To see if any of it will be effective You know, I find that You know, to me, you know it's, For
4: $1,300 I, you could build an aluminum foil Shielded room that would completely protect you From electric fields
2: You have to stay in your room then I like to move around, you know I'm, I don't want to be in a room like 24-7 I mean, to me, I mean I, I hear what you're saying, but I, you know, I'm willing to try this, you know, for $1,300, I'm willing to try something like that. And it, you can, that, you know, the, the more protection you get over your head, the better. But the the radio frequencies enter in your head, yeah, in your ears, and so if you can block that, I mean, I think it sounds, it makes sense to me, you know. And I did contact some people who are specialists in this field, but I haven't heard back. You know, I, I was even going to wait like a week to really get everything and you know, get the ducks, my ducks and rows. I knew exactly, you know, with the feedback, both positive and negative. But, you know, I did contact some people that would know, you know, how this is working or how this would oh, work. Oh, uh,
5: I, I want yeah. to hear some feedback about this company. Um, I, I know I know a, a lot of people in our community know about this company. It's not anything new. And, uh, and I and to get back. Yeah. What?
2: That's what Shelly so said, Shelly said some of us do know about this company, you know.
5: Yeah, and and and, and there's been like negative, uh, you know, negative feedback about it from the get-go, you know, that you know, because they're working with the other side and uh, so they're complicit, and, and so uh, I I got turned off right away when I when I found all that out, so I, I never bothered with them.
2: How do you know that that's actually true though? I mean, it didn't sound like he had a lot of information about this gentleman. And, I mean, maybe that's what they, you know, we have to be so careful about what we believe. Me too, of course, but we have to be careful about myths and disinformation, you know, because, I mean, there's just, I mean, there's, there's so much yielding in here. Like, this is all they do. I mean, if you look at the extensive, I mean, uh, catalog, I mean, and that's only part of it. I mean, it seems like this is what they do, you know. This, yeah. There's so much yeah. about.
5: Yeah, well multiple okay. Well you can go ahead and try it and then you can let us and then you can give a give us a review of how it is and that will be the best thing if you wanna
2: well, use the why Well this is why it's good to have a conversation because I'd like to hear, you know, what your thoughts are on it. But I also, you know, I think it's important that we all discuss it. And then I have other information too. There's some really interesting articles I got my hands on today. So but this was the actual website that's immediate
6: shielding and so this is what
3: I've heard.
6: Hello. Um, this is Patty. Um, I've not ever been on your call before. Hi. Uh, Patty Seuss.
2: Hi, Patty. Yeah, I know of you, and I've, I've heard you speaking. It's
1: nice to hear you. Thank you.
6: Hi. I just wanted to say that um, I have heard from other people that the jammers are probably one of the few things that really work. Right. Uh, and so, I, you know, I think that's a good idea, and if you can get a jammer, and the thing I was worried about is just like he had said, if you get a jammer and you jam all all your whole neighborhood Wi-Fi, exactly. <laughs> some people are going to be pretty mad, but
3: yeah. if
6: you jam a bad frequency, um, and as long as they're willing to uh, change that out, you know what I'm saying? Right, so can, I agree. Yeah. So they will find another frequency if they think you're jamming it. So of course, you're they
2: to... will. Yeah. yeah, that's why I, I... kind of wanted to have a longer discussion, but you know, he couldn't be on the phone because they were doing their laboratory experiments, <laughs> and so. Uh-huh. Um, but I was interested in about maybe like an oscillating jammer that like would would change as soon as the other right. frequency changed, like an intelligent jammer that would be I mean, amazing. Right, know.
6: it would be. Yeah,
2: I so. that's concept.
6: That, I have a particular uh, torture where they thump my brain. I mean, it goes right through my scalp and thumps my brain. What thumps
2: your brain? I wanted to hear. I didn't hear your
6: sentence. Um, that's because somebody's making all kind of noise. Please stop that. Whoever's doing that, stop. Anyways, um, there's a like a. Uh, it, this torture goes right through my my scalp and through my head and thumps my brain. It, it's like, and you know, an energy thumps to the brain. So, anyways, and it hurts really bad. And they do that all, almost every day, all day. I'm guessing that they got their hands on something that is probably um, psych we would just call it, psychotropic or whatever. Um, I do know that they're, you know, when I, when I hear the squeezing to the brain, uh, I was told that's them extracting data, you know, the squeezing. Right. Um, and when they're uh, watching or, uh, the brain activity, it feels like a beam on my head and it's excruciating, painful. But the thumbs to the, the brain to the, could possibly pull be, pull the, 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 the be some I'm kind sorry, of find a target the noise. I'm sorry.
2: It was a little difficult to hear you because some of the noise. I'm trying to find the noise right now.
6: Yeah, yeah. no, every time I talk I'm on somebody does that to me. I would it's weird. But anyways. Um so anyway, so the um I'm wondering, did he tell you what kind of uh equipment he developed for uh mental illness?
1: Um
2: just this mind control, you know, whatever the neural, the neural uh, control, you know. I have a feeling that, I mean, I don't know positively, but it sounds like he thought they were developing mind, you know, working on the mind to, um, to, um, you know, help people with mental disabilities. That was, a, so that's what's being conveyed to me. You know, there's always right. who knows. Well, this
6: is a definite yeah. torture. I mean, this is a definite torture. So I guess it's probably yeah. not thing, but I could call him and see what he thinks it might be, but it goes through pretty much anything, steel, I mean, it's just, it's really hard, I mean, maybe I'm not enclosed perfect enough, because some people say if you're not enclosed perfectly, they, it can still get through, you know, Right. Uh, it's um, very hard to stop it, so I may even give him a call and just describe Pick their
2: brain. You know, email them, and they'll call you back. Pick their brain. Sounds
6: terrible, pick their brain, after we were just talking about it. <laughs> no, Not the best choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> well, we yeah,
2: all, you're right. <laughs> we
3: will pick your brain. We promise. But, you know, <laughs> I mean,
2: I... When The more questions I asked, the, the, the I actually was happier at the answers I was getting. Sometimes you ask questions and something, oh, I don't know, you know, I'm getting some
6: red-black. Well, we, have, we, have we have to remember a lot of good people are involved in the research. I watched a university, I think it was Rice University uh, video that I passed on to um, Dr. Kildi, and she really, really enjoyed it, but... You know, some of these things, when they develop them, they're not all with evil intentions. Yes, exactly. We can't just say just because they worked on stuff like that that they're bad. I mean, uh, at some point they can make a discretion call and say, okay, I don't like where or what they're using this for. But, you know, in the beginning it's like science. They're trying to study the mind. They're trying to figure out, you know, how... Um, our brains work, and why some people have this or that or the other, and, you know, and they consider it that, but, you know, of course it goes sick when it becomes torture, and it's also unconsensual, but I'm just saying that not everybody in that field has went into that field to be evil, so, anyway. You know, and
2: my father worked, my father was an electronic engineer, so I kind of understand the pricing, and I understand electronics in a general way i mean that's what i grew uh-huh. up around i grew up around circuitry and my dad's little soldering gun in the 70s and 80s you know i mean that's what i grew up around
3: So
2: I have some knowledge, you know, and I have, you know, and I also have instincts, you know, and like just, you know, I know people say they've been around and people are familiar with them, but I don't, it doesn't seem overpriced. When I hear the prices and what I know about electronics, I mean, I didn't think it was that overpriced, honestly. You know, you have to pay for the helmet, you know, and they load and everything, you know, and it seems, you know, I don't know. It seems like the more questions I ask, though, the more um, I appreciated the answers and the responses. And there's so many products, you know. Can so, I mean, he just,
6: give you a price on the jammers? Or
2: um, th- It varies, but I'm sure you can get a roundabout idea if you email him you okay. know, and tell him um, what you're looking for. But the thing is, there's so much I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed okay. by what's available. And I think part of the problem with all of us is we don't know what we should use. You know, well, it's like powered product.
3: So yeah. we don't
2: know. We're not electronic experts. So it's kind of difficult for us to assess. Hey, that product is just what I need. So, right. you know, it's it is difficult. And even though I have some understanding of electronics, and um, it's just difficult. It is difficult.
6: I was you know. just having a conversation with um, uh, someone last night, and um, I said that I was. I have had. So many people tell me that when you have really bad weapons on you, that, you know, this is not v B2K, this is just weapons, that the jammers are really about the only thing that will work. I mean, really all, you know, all the stop, you know, really work. Stop the uh, attacks. I mean, I'm sure if you put the whole room together, I mean, I'm not saying there's not other options, but that is hard. You can live in a Faraday cage 24 hours a day. Yeah, you're oh. right. So he, I mean I'm
2: Faraday cages aren't that you know, some of them don't work for everybody, so Right
6: right. Well anyways, that's all I wanted to say. I can listen to everybody else now.
1: Can I ask a question about the jammers? Sure. I'm well. I'm not really um too familiar with them. Are they just uh uh technology for the phone? Or is it for up? Uh, as well. It, how does the jammer work? Can you explain that again? It interferes
2: or blocks frequencies in sense, from what I understand, in a layman's simple term.
3: Okay.
2: Okay. I'll let someone else talk that knows more. I a
4: jammer emits a random s- signal that gets mixed in with the actual signal, so you can't tell what the original signal is because what's mixed in is so random, the result looks random. But it needs to be sending the same kind of signal that you're trying to jam.
1: Ah, I see. So it'll jam that signal, even though we won't know who it's coming from or where it's coming from, it'll still jam that same signal.
6: Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's actually actually true because... Um, I had a conversation um, with someone about that. That's actually true, but so is there any way we we can find out, any, can we find out exactly what that, it's the signal, it's different wavelengths within the signal, right? The, the gentleman who was talking. Gone. I, that's,
4: what I said is the extent of what I know.
2: Um, from what I understand, there there are different you know wavelengths within the signal. I wish there was somebody technical on. I was trying to get. Uh, I was trying
7: hi, I this, this is Neil from Citizens Against Harmful Technology.
5: Hi, Neil. Oh, hi. Welcome. <laughs>
7: um I could answer a few of those questions. I certainly wouldn't call myself an expert, but.
5: Okay.
7: Um, I I've gotten some reports from people that have used jammers. I don't know what Lone Star's prices are. He certainly has quite a wide variety of stuff that's you know worth getting some of it, but a lot of people have gone over to jammerall.com. I have looked at that.
6: I did look at that. I wasn't sure what they was.
7: Well, it's a company out of China, and for like $75, you could get a phone jammer. If you go to our website at citizensaht.org you 'll see all the information that Skizet put there about medical body area network implants um, over the years i 've seen some of the specific frequencies that melinda and Kitter, Melinda Kidder and uh Dr. Stanninger are finding around in the twenty five hundred megahertz range
3: that 's true um
7: so there if you look at the medical body area network uh frequencies, and then you see what's being shown in these reports. You can see they're they're hooking on to those frequencies, Um, and it's through a whole smartphone network that they can get your GPS through your implants, relay it back to Grand Central, and then
3: Mm -hmm.
7: keep locked on to you. So this is what part of their so-called field service people are doing uh, even though the antennas on the smartphones are omnidirectional, meaning they're going in more than one direction at the same time, what's been observed by Skizit and I and a lot of people is that they'll get their phone pretty much horizontal and be aiming it at you. Well, they
6: push it, they they have, I, I got a peek at it one time in the store. It almost looks like some kind of coordinates, and they push it. And then I've also seen on their phones where I'm not the only person they scroll down like a profile mm-hmm. so they have something about us that they push in on the phone, but shortly right after that you direct you get a hit i mean it go it coordinates with that whatever they do you you take a hit, so you're saying how they put something into the phone and it goes out and
7: well yeah i'm saying I'm saying that they're they're they can triangulate onto where you are to give your coordinates. It, it works just like a GPS. We have, uh, have motion-detecting implants, and we have GPS implants, and then we have other implants that just plain cause pain. We have sonic implants that are found with Schizit Explains on her website that are causing uh, sensations of sexual penetration, vibrating in the body. Um, quite likely, what the lady who is talking about her brain being hit that way is doing that, and and apparently there's cellular damage involved in that. Uh, probably many of us would say that when we lay down, we feel a, a sensation of vibrating through our whole body, or sometimes a particular spot. But the the reports to me from the jammers and uh, you know people who got them from Jammerall, the seventy five dollar phone jammer could jam their signal. But yes, if you were to disrupt any telecommunications or emergency networks, you would get in trouble. Whereas some of the bigger units that you can use at home uh, have an adjustment on the output and. In all honesty, nobody has any right to tell you that you don't have the right to keep harmful radio frequencies out of your home. So if you were to adjust that, uh, for example, if you had a jammer that covered medical body area, network, implant, wavelengths, and covered Wi-Fi, smartphone, cell tower, all that stuff... Uh, If you adjusted the one that would block phone signals by taking your cell phone, walking around outside your house uh, while you're having somebody else turn up the adjustment more um, to make it so that it won't go over to your neighbors and bother their phones or their TVs or anything like that, uh, then you're not going to draw any attention to yourself that way. Um, otherwise, the telecommunications industries will show up. They do have sniffers that find jamming signals because it's face canceling their signals. And they will show up and they will be hostile and they will turn you into the FCC. And the FCC will go after you before they would ever, you know, put it this way politically, they're not in a position to be able to. Help us! They—they've been no cooperation because they're—they're in, they're infiltrated, and so they have to follow an agenda. Um.
6: Well, what about nano um, technology that they can detect in, you know, in the body that, um, where they can uh, see you and send the signal.
7: Yeah, this is a a real problem, and I've been working on that lately and been attacked pretty viciously for it. Um, In reading a couple of books that are very expensive about nanotechnology and uh, polymers, the coatings that they're using over these frequency-responsive, what I call secondary wiring systems put in our bodies, Mm -hmm. Uh, they are frequency-responsive. In a Morgellons research uh, forum that I was on in the microscopy section, somebody had taken some, some Morgellons or nanofibers and also a, a hexagon-shaped shell that moved. The wires were growing over a period of time <clears throat> under the microscope, and so he hit them with a magnetic pulse. And when he hit him with a magnetic pulse, the the clamshell stopped moving and the wires stopped growing.
3: So hmm.
7: based on that, what I'm finding in the research is that the coatings that they're putting over the nanowires to do this basically secondary nervous system, that it actually has the intelligence to grow a whole wiring network in our bodies, which you know, obviously can be used for some good medical things, but when the military-industrial complex or uh, are taken over military and organized crime networks got a hold of it, they're missing it. So what I'm working on is using an ion detox foot bath, and the standard ones on the market are pretty low amperage, uh, so they're not as powerful, but they certainly are powerful enough to, pull heavy metals out of the body, and so the idea is to strip things off of those wires and then get a magnetic pulsar and do the magnetic pulser all over your body and see if we can break them up. Um, all I can do is report what I find, and usually if I'm barking up the right tree, I, I find the attacks to become very brutal, uh, which, which is what's happened. So. I'm going to have to run this through and do my best with what equipment I have to to see if I made a significant difference in in neutralizing these networks. And also, Doctor Staninger uh, took basically a a rotary sander and she took the sanding disc off it. She got uh, four pretty powerful, about one inch square magnets, and she mounted them onto a, a plexiglass or lexan plate she didn't use metal because she doesn't want it to magnetize the motor and then she put a cover over it and uh, somebody who spent about 20 grand on mris and learned how to blow them up with software to see where the implants were and then cross-reference with typical body area network implant locations
3: Mm -hmm.
7: uh, found many of them found that 114 Universities were licensed to operate by the FCC within those networks. Um, so there, there's a variety of of our institutions that are being used to uh, do this under the guise of research. When, when in actuality, it is torture.
6: hmm
7: Um. Mm. Wow, there's there's so many things to cover. Uh, well, how about the, the
6: bio? This is a toughie because um, I actually went through the process. So this is Patty Neal, Patty Seuss.
3: Hi,
6: Patty. Uh, hi. Um, one of the things is bio-infrared glass. How is anybody going to get that out of their body? Because I had um, an MD that is working with uh, TIs and several other people, including Dr. John Hall, that doesn't think some of this NEO will come out of the body. Have you looked into that at all, how to get that well, out? Well, because- I
7: have. I mean, you know, you have to use biocompatible materials or the body would uh, reject it, and they don't want that to happen. So my reasoning is that uh, some of these implants and the nanotechnology are running on our biochemical electrical system in our body.
3: But mm-hmm. if, we can,
7: if we can disable them, and so the the principle of, pulsed magnetic fields can temporarily disrupt implants, which is why Stanninger built this little thing on a disc sander that that spins around, and then of the four magnets on the plate, every other one was turned north and then south. So it's a a scattered, uh, I wouldn't say random, it would be predictable, but you know north south north south going you know 3000 rpms with a cover over it so that you wouldn't you know end up spinning your hair up in the the disk that's turning
3: mm. and
7: and what's reported from doing that was temporarily disabling implants and this wow. one particular one particular lady was going through what she called some of the worst pain in the world with something that they would do with her facial muscles um, so she called this little device a godsend. And so experimenting with with magnetic fields and realizing supercomputers that are adaptive, as somebody said early on the call, um, if you were to put out a, a phase-canceling frequency to neutralize a particular frequency, then they would just come in with a different frequency to get around it. And mm-hmm. so, so I had asked Robert Duncan, uh, using a device uh, called an F-Scan, that will... Wait a minute, what's it called? It's called an F, as in Frank,
6: scan.
7: Uh-huh. Okay. And it, it's a Rife machine, and it's uh, it's used to detect frequencies that are in the body, and then you run it through software, and the software identifies particular pathogens or parasites, bacteria, viruses... Their wow. frequencies, and then you program all those frequencies that aren't supposed to be in your body, and it outputs a signal to match the resonant frequency of the pathogen and blow it up. Oh it, my oh, gosh!
6: How much does that cost? Probably a hundred
7: wow. grand. <laughs> no, I mean it's really actually only fourteen hundred for the F scan, but you're uh. getting closer to four or five grand to get the whole setup to really have the the Cadillac of what its capabilities are. Uh, and yeah. really it is so powerful the the work of Dr. Jeff Sutherland at Frequency Foundation um he was able to use what's called an advanced biophoton analyzer which is a radionics device and he could take a picture of a person uh, in in a TIFF file so a very high quality picture and he could put it in this advanced biophoton analyzer mm-hmm. uh, run that through the Uh F-scan and get the frequencies that aren't supposed to be there and then send the frequencies through the air to that person by putting their picture in the well of the advanced biophoton analyzer and outputting it through the F-scan. So anyway, based on uh, using a Rife machine to get rid of Lyme disease and learning all this stuff years ago, and now finding ourselves in such a frequency warfare situation, I thought about, you know, do I want to go to a voodoo doctor in Zimbabwe that can cut implants out of my body and there's no scars, they heal up instantly. There's a, a few miraculous healers around the world, <laughs> so I'm kind of just mm-hmm. to say, you know, yeah, they'll cut the camera out of your eye with a rusty pocket knife, but, <laughs> but in actuality that's, that's not as much in our disposal, so The idea would be if it's really very invasive and in some cases would be life-threatening to remove some of the implants, as long as they have that shield over them that keeps them biocompatible so the body doesn't reject it, why not disable the antenna, the coil, and the power supply? Right. And so uh, that led me to the concept of, okay, study these two books as much as I can. A lot of it's just so over anybody who's not a specialist's head, so it's over mm. my head. But going after the particular materials and, and applications and capabilities of what the nanotechnology is doing to the whole human race through chemtrails, smart dust, quantum dots, uh, which I'm seeing under my own microscope because they autofluoresce, so they're bioluminescent.
6: Right, I've actually seen those in my pictures. They show up on my face. I have' and they look like um like they look like little um white rice a little bigger than rice, and they they glow and um so I mean there's whenever I was out last well, it's not even a couple of days ago I was uh just trying to bring groceries in, and a big uh airplane flew over me. And, um, I mean, really, really low. We're talking like abnormally low. And I thought, oh, no. And then a few minutes later, another one did the exact same thing in the opposite direction, all in the matter of like five minutes of trying to bring in groceries. And I had something in my hair. I, I had these flat things on my skin that, that like had little, a bunch of little claws. I had to pull them off. Of course, I'm going to have them sent and tested but i mean all you know we all go through this that are targeted these bizarre uh things that they put on on and in our bodies it's crazy it's a constant battle
7: well it's true you know and some of these people are probably in training and and they justify the whole thing off the taxpayers are paying for it but the mm-hmm. the whole thing is um i'll just say what i've found at this point is when you're using an ion detox unit, it's basically just two pieces of metal close together, about a quarter inch from each other. That creates a magnetic field, um, and you put the two pieces of metal down in some water, and you put some salt in it to make it conductive. You put your feed in there. And so what it does is it separates hydrogen and oxygen atoms in the water, and it's very much like electroplating where they would take just some ugly piece of metal and gold plate it or, you know, like a, a chrome bumper. That's how they do that with electricity in the field. So the same principle pulls metal out of, heavy metals out of the body. Uh, in the process of doing that, it also oxidizes the steel plates that you're using so the water does turn brown. Uh, but the, but the, the other things that it pulls out are different colors. And the colors that I've seen, mostly what's coming out of me, half an hour is as black as charcoal and so dense. And then I let the water sit and the black falls to the bottom of the container that I have my feet in. And it's about three quarters of an inch thick of the dense black. So I just put some of that on a microscope slide and I have fluorescence microscopy that I'm learning how to use at this point uh, to, you know, and not being a metallurgist or, or a biochemist or anything like that, not having the background. So it's more observation and then going after information to to see if I can identify if I might be pulling off polymers or other materials that are that are being used to assemble these nanowires that are frequency responsive in our body. In the process, what I've found is uh, is that three of the things that are in the chemtrails are also used as building materials in nanotechnology. So I'm seeing the, the different ways that they can introduce conductive metals, materials like aluminum and they use silver and gold. Um, Without getting too technical, there's different things that the different metals can do. If we can break up the outside coating on the nanowires um, and then pull the metals off of the nanowires, we may be able to disconnect that network and not be hooked up to it. And it would probably be a continuous process. So that's just in the works. But uh, as far as the implants go, um, at this point, all I really have to share is um, using a pulsed magnetic field to temporarily disable them, realizing that we are being hooked up um, by Wi-Fi smartphone networks, and uh, there's no escape. If you just get a radar detector, a $20 one, it looks like a little car, and you put it on your dash in your car and drive around, and you hear K-band and K-A-band and X-band and S-band going off, you come to realize that you'd really have to be so far out in the middle of nowhere to to not be in a place you'd be hooked up, and and then you still have to deal with satellite. So it it is a matter of, you know, realizing sometimes you feel like something hit you really hard. Uh, Obviously, they're having to reconnect you up when you're not at home or in a typical place where they've got the coordinates, uh, which is why the, the field people are out there with their phones doing what they're doing.
6: Um, I wanted to ask you about the satellite. How about the GPS jammers? Um, Because one of the things I found was in the investigation that there is a satellite that tracks me, and I'm receiving continual torture from that satellite. So if you did a GPS satellite or a GPS satellite jammer, wouldn't that stop that satellite from being able to locate you for a hit? That
7: would oh, be amazing. Yeah, it would be amazing, and, and I think that's a problem here. And, and, of course, I'd have to say partially from lack of information and not specializing in the satellite field at this point, um, that some of the the frequency bandwidths they're using are up in terahertz. And so it, if you go to Jammerall and you look at the the Cadillac jammer that they have there with about 12, antennas on it. It's a, a home unit, and you can adjust each frequency. And then you go uh, to our website, and you get the, the frequency list that I put together showing medical body area networks, Wi-Fi, smartphones, Bluetooth, all this stuff, and uh, who is licensed to those particular bandwidths, and how many people in this 2,500 uh, megahertz range are showing uh the FCC has licensed it to, to an army research place.
6: Well, here's the thing, uh you would think they have to be involved, you know, because if this satellite cuz what I I paid to have this searched, okay? And I have other searches that are in the process of being completed. But um And, of course, this is what it proved. The other thing was is that the drone that is on me um, is a Department of Defense drone. Now, keep in mind, I have no criminal background. Um, And this thing is built for human um, body platform, okay, which means it's a weapon. So I'm taking hits from a drone. I'm taking hits from a satellite. The stalkers have handheld weapons. You know, I've been hit with an Army cell uh, maze or an effect a, a couple times a week. It, it, it feels like energy going through the head. All these uh, variety of weapons, okay? But you would think that the FCC would see this satellite just kind of tracking around, you know. Um, there has to be, they have to know something's going on.
7: Well, they, well, they do, know. you know, they do, but here's the thing. If you go to the bottom of my my frequency list, which is a work in progress. And, you know, I spread myself out in too many directions, so it'll probably never be complete. But uh, first of all, the terahertz range being military is quite likely why with these jammers, even the $600 Cadillac from Jammerall, isn't taking care of that problem because it would be really expensive uh, getting up in the terahertz range.
6: But does it have to be an army? In other words, are there other low-cost satellites that can do the same thing, um, you know, weather satellites? I mean, I'm just curious at this point because I'm, I'm waiting on some research right. uh, board to come back. I mean, we may be thinking, you know, like one guy was saying on one of the videos, you've probably seen the one that talks about the or, orbital uh, satellites actually, you know, um, sending out the, uh, the mind controllers it orbit. But, I mean, this thing that's tracking me is obviously not that. It's a low-level, you know, it hangs low and it tracks.
7: Here, here's so, the problem. If you look at the bottom of the the frequency list that I did, I, was, uh-huh. I came across uh, more FCC frequencies that are uh, used for medical, science, and research and those oh. are uh, they're unregulated by the FCC, so they oh. can do whatever they want. And, and oh, here's another so other thing. By using a, a ham radio and tuning into the 400 megahertz range and going up one number at a time, uh, just by turning on that ham radio, finding the little green light coming on saying that there's a signal coming in, in that range, and that range is what FCC licensed to medical body area networks. So mm-hmm. the problem the problem becomes that the medical industry, doctors and nurses, are licensed to monitor people's vitals
3: mm-hmm. using
7: their smartphones for people that have agreed to have these implants put in them. The problem mm-hmm. is that these rogue groups are also being marketed to mm-hmm. to, to misuse the technology. Mm.
2: What do you know, Neil, about electromagnetic cloaking? Do you know anything about that? That like um, is um, what they're trying to develop, um, like a magnet magnetic shield for individuals based on their On so it would be locked on just to you specifically. Do you know much about that?
7: I I don't know much about it. I mean, I've seen the material that makes people invisible. And at at one point, uh, you could take a, a red laser light and you could aim it where you thought somebody is. You know, maybe your cat's kind of freaking out and they're picking up on something, but you're not seeing it with your eyes. And they would say that the light would bend around where the person was. And apparently yeah, the
3: research
2: says, yes.
7: And and somebody picked up a stick and swung it towards the direction that the light bent and when they did it made contact and somebody said ow <laughs> So yeah, that it's, proved it's, out. Yeah,
2: because then at that point the all this electromagnetic energy can't reach you.
7: How do you so mean if you
2: have that type of shield, you know, which I guess is in the works or I don't know who you know, who could develop something like this and perfect it, then none of this can reach a person.
7: Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've reached a point, it's like the Philadelphia experiment, where they were trying to hide their ship from from radar, and, and in the process of doing so, uh, the, some of the guys that were on that ship first disappeared, and then when they came back, half of their body was stuck through the upper part of the deck and the other half through the bottom. Well, they continued on with those experiments, so now there's a few reports out there saying that the Army is doing teletransporting and and this is something that I wondered about uh being a builder and a remodel guy, I had done things to my home to make sure that nobody would get in at night, and then I would still see signs that somebody did and and so I right. called
2: yeah
7: about three years ago, I said. Uh, I just have a feeling they can walk through walls. And somebody said, oh, that's, you know, BS. And I said, well, I get feelings and then I go do the research and and usually I'm not misled. I find information. And so I did. There's actually a patent on a way to take steps at a certain rate and walk through walls. And then I have weird things happen to me, like a book will just about fall off the shelf in a, a bookstore or something. And and so anyway, Skizet was ordering Netflix movies, and she ordered this movie called Men Who Stare at Goats with uh, George Clooney and Jeff Bridges. And, she, and I said, why did you order that? What's it about? And she said, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting name. Well, it turned out to be a, a special ops group and the training for learning to walk through walls. So I just went, oh, my God, you know, this kind of thing happens to me. So you get a feeling, and then the information comes to you to back it. So there's other talk about, uh, besides teletransport, about uh, a parallel universe. Um, There's a a lady, her name is Erin. Apparently she was in the Rothschild family. And she said she ended up in the fourth dimension, and they were torturing her there. And she was trying to get away from her family because they're bad people. And they sent her back to the third dimension. Uh, I thought this was just pretty out of the world, and I'm pretty open-minded. But she said they were torturing her from the fourth dimension, and it was showing up in the third so, some of this technology is so far of anything that we could get our hands on, you know, off the Internet. And if, there, But
2: what I'm <laughs> reading lately in some of these more recent scientific articles, um, like if, if, if you could have like a magnetic field that protects you from all this electromagnetic energy, if every person carried their own uh, personal magnetic cloak, I mean... That's an interesting theory, and I, I think this person's on to something because a very, very, very smart person who's not a TI got this information to me. And so, um, but I'm going to read you a little bit, and then, Neil, maybe you can respond what you think about it. And so it's how to hide from a magnetic field. And I posted this article in the chat. Researchers in Europe have built a magnetic cloak that, in theory, is reasonably reasonably practical to manufacture, an object, an object concealed by the new cloak, the researchers claim, is magnetically undetectable. While the cloak itself is made from materials available in many physics labs over the world, this means that, in principle, the first cloak that should be reasonably practical to manufacture. Manufacture. And then it talks about, let's see, in 2011, Sanchez, Alvaro Sanchez and colleagues at University of, I can't even say it's French, Oh, no, it's, it's Ben.
3: Right.
2: Um, developed a theory for a type of magnetic cloak they called an anti-magnet that would have two crucial properties. One is that any magnetic field created within the cloak would not leak outside the cloaked region, and the other is that the cloak in the cloaked region would be undetectable by any external magnetic field. That means all the stuff that's getting to us. That is, the field would not be distorted by the cloak, Now, Sanchez, along with Fedor Gomery, I probably butchered his last name, and colleagues from Slovak Academy of Sciences, has designed and demonstrated a modified version of the cloak proposed last year. The new cloak is a simple bilayer cloak made up of two common materials, an inner superconducting layer made up of high-temperature superconducting tape and an outer ferromagnetic layer composed of a few turns of a thick, oh my goodness, iron something, it's F-E-N-I-C-R commercial alloy sheet. The cloak was proposed last year, this is a couple years old though, was more of an ideal cloak, explained Sanchez, but it was complicated with 10 layers and included superconducting plates. The new cloak, while not perfect, is a much simpler design for achieving similar results using a static uniform magnetic field. He adds that it's fair to say that this is the first cloak that is an exact cloak that can be feasibly implemented in practice. So I thought that was pretty interesting.
7: It is, you know, and again, it's a matter of the complexity and the expense because when Robert Duncan came on on one of my R&D calls and we were talking about that and he just said, uh, you know, in theory to phase cancel their signals would allow you to hide from a lot of the technology. But the problem is their supercomputers are so fast. From what mm-hmm. I'm hearing, the, the facial recognition uh, software that Walmart is using, so tip your hat when you walk in the front door because they're going to know you're Yeah, your I know about that. Yeah. Uh, they, they said it can process 100 million people in one second. So, so he said, you know, in theory, what you want to do to phase cancel their their frequencies and not be locked onto or even recognized would work. But your signal processors, it would cost you a million dollars to make your processor be fast enough to adapt to their changes, adapting to yours. So when you start getting into superconductors. Uh, for what little I know about it, I know that mu metal is used. Um, I did pull up this article. I'm really interested in it because we've been playing around with uh, without, with putting random magnetic fields out. And so seeing that the the 7.83 Schumann resonance and the solfeggio sequences, uh, which are very healing and, and do some really nice things, Orchestras were purposely retuned to 440 hertz in A um, so that it would miss all the solfeggio frequencies in music. They did this on purpose, and so Len Horowitz and Dr. Pulio wrote a book uh, to expose this and, and bring it back. Um, and my tuning my guitar and my keyboard to middle C becomes... Five hundred and twenty eight hertz right? so your your a four forty becomes four hundred and thirty two hertz the The difference you can actually feel in the music I mean, you feel like you're being loved it it's obvious, and so based on that principle, we wanted to put together a very small like pack of cigarettes or tens unit sized little device keep it below 3 milligaus so that the magnetic field doesn't cause any problem, and then run random frequencies. I have a frequency list that uh, was in a, a newsletter we did about three months ago. That's all therapeutic frequencies with particular good effects. And so we used those frequencies uh, in a test, made one small unit, and then put a coil on it to send out those magnetic frequencies and you just clip it on your, your shirt or, you know, put it near your body enough um, and then tune the output so that it would be below 3 milligauss so it wouldn't hurt the body. And it it was another one of those things like the Q-wave that seemed to work for a while. So then we took uh, an MP3 player and we ran the MP3 player through the coil uh, with about 2,000 songs, so that it would be random, and it, it it worked well for a while. Same thing. I'm not sure how they're locking onto it, but basically, um, you know, to be non-technical, I highly recommend reading Nick Baggert's book, Controlling the Human Mind, because well, he has a pretty good background. Um, but he explains things so simply. he says there 's a carrier wave that gets it there, and then there 's a signal wave that is the actual signal doing it thing, doing you know the actual thing it 's doing to you or locking onto what your frequency responsive network in your body is between the implants and the nanotechnology. So because it 's so adaptive it 's getting around it. And the other problem is that the military-grade stuff is up in the terahertz range and higher, so then it becomes very expensive uh, to have spectrum analyzers or network analyzers that pick apart these signals and analyze them, uh, and then to be able to run them through a frequency generator that would output a frequency, as Barry Trower said, that would phase cancel it. So <laughs> I find myself perplexed in uh, the complexity and and the expense and, you know, wishing I would have specialized in a lot of fields when I was younger. It, it would be a whole life. I don't know how many experts on all this stuff there would be on this whole planet because each field is such a specialty.
2: So you so feel that uh, if they perfected this um, field, you know, this um, this cloaking device, that the quantum computers are so fast that maybe it would be irrelevant?
7: No, I don't. The, the problem is that there there's some high-tech radar, and then there's scalar. And so um, in putting together an info pack, I read uh, a history of 100 years of scalar technology and its applications from Tesla's point on the heart machine and, and all the things that they're doing because... Um, you know, I did make an enclosure over the top of a waterbed and built a two by two frame and and put linkstat over the whole thing, which would block uh radio frequency and microwave and My highest hope was if I could block the high pitch ring that tells me i 'm hooked up to remote neural monitoring it 's not happening uh, so all I know is another person who's being attacked brutally and is in connection with Constantin Mail and Henning Witt that have proved out uh, scalar technology. They're, they're working on something that's scalar-based. And uh, again, I'm you know certainly not an expert in these fields, but I have a strong feeling uh, if you study the work of, of Dr. Puharich, who was uh, ridiculed and trashed, and they ruined his life because of the things that he came on with Scalar uh, and its capabilities, in the summary that I wrote, it shows that this goes through everything. Rocks, sand, dirt, cement, metal, everything. So it, it really just led me to think some of these technologies we couldn't block out, and and even the immense responsibility that if we did come up with anything out of R&D, uh, first of all, the inventor would be killed if they were lucky enough to get the word out. Um, we might be putting people more in harm's way if they had something that was affordable that they could put on that would actually block them completely out. You know, I mean, I don't mean to make it oh. sound like it's an exercise in futility. We should protect ourselves. Yeah. Just, uh, do
2: you feel? Um. No, I lost my question. Um. So my perps did not lie to me when they said scalar waves can get through almost anything.
7: No, they they didn't. And you know, I'm very. I can only do so much so fast, and I don't have a crew and and an unlimited budget. But I'm very interested in in what Magnus's people are working on that's scalar related.
2: Yeah, me too. Because I know now, I know that what they told me was true. Some these scalar waves are what we are all going to be struggling with, trying to come up with shielding.
7: Yeah. Neil,
0: what about the rotary sander that Dr. Stanninger made? You said it had some good effects.
7: Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the, this lady, like I said, she spent twenty thousand dollars on Melinda Kidder, Stanninger and a whole lot of implant or uh, a whole lot of MRIs and. And showed implants, and she's very angry because her mid twenties daughter uh she also got tested, and she's just you know packed full of implants everywhere, and so wow. they went they went out in the middle of you know the Amazon or somewhere in Mexico away from everything, and she said, "I never felt so much peace i I just didn't want to leave because we had gotten away from most everything, and so uh the the plate Uh, The cover on this little thing that Stanninger put together had rivets through it, and after a year of using it, the rivets, one of them had come loose and hit a magnet and shattered the plate that the four magnets were mounted on. So she wanted me to fix it, and, and she was very urgent about wanting to get that back because when she would get attacked, it was just unbearably brutal. So I'd say it's something that's worth pursuing. Definitely, you know, make sure you use double nuts to to lock the magnets. If you go to, what is it, Apex Magnets, you do a search uh, for magnets for less and you'll find Apex. It's about a one-inch square magnet. It has a hole drilled through the center of it, uh-huh. and, and it's countersunk, and you would just put... Uh, the screws that would fit through those holes, and and then those uh, self-locking nuts that I think they're called PEM nuts. They have plastic in them, and they lock down. And I'd even throw some Loctite on there because you would never want a, a magnet under centrifugal force to come loose, and and then you just find a cover that would fit over the whole thing because you don't want something spinning like that to to hit you and hurt you or grab your hair and you know rip it out <laughs> yeah but that that was the basic principle and i'm in the process of building one of those with a, a little bit bigger diameter i'm using a buffer uh, like a portable buffer that you would buff your car with adding a few magnets and and considering pulse rate and so based on this based on solfeggio frequencies and the fact that the Schumann resonance did give us a sense of well-being and <clears throat> was healthy for us, uh, I took a tens unit and rather than hooking the electricity that you know gives you little mini shocks to relax your relax your muscles, I got some ribbon cable because it would make a nice headband or a waistband. And based on what John Mecca had done. Uh, was a pulse DC thing he called the Jammer 11. A lot of people tried them, said they worked for a while and then didn't work. He reported that uh, something around your neck and something around your waist seemed to work best. So I took ribbon cable and made a headband and a waistband and then started using frequencies uh, because the TENS unit has a pulse rate. Adjustment, and you can buy a $25 multimeter from Harbor Freight that will test hertz. And so, if it wasn't a digital uh, tens unit, you would use this meter to set the hertz for some good frequencies like Solfeggio frequencies or the Schumann resonance. Or if they were playing something like I think it's 10.80 or 10.0 hertz on you, which causes anger and rage, um, you'll find on my frequency list the whole list from Barry Trower on some of the lower frequencies they use that that cause confusion and you know other effects on us. That I would play a desirable frequency. Uh, that things like the the so-called guru people of India, they found that when they were doing what we would call miracle healing, that their brains were resonating at 8 hertz. And so uh, my reasoning was if they're sending in a frequency that's causing anger or confusion, that you could put this headband on and uh, just turn the TENS unit on uh, maybe a quarter inch up uh, so that it doesn't go over three milligals since you have it close to your body and you don't want to hurt your cells, um, and just be using the magnetic field and not the actual electric. That would be shocking you because uh, I, I talked with Staninger a few weeks ago, and, and I said some of the things that I'm reading are showing that hooking electricity up to the body Maybe actually giving electricity to the nanotechnology that's causing wow. it to grow faster in the body. So, right. but two warnings I'm putting out since I'm remembering it right now is I wouldn't use a TENS unit with the stick-on pads. It's actually doing mini shocks, but you could use the magnetic field and do not put colloidal silver into your body internally. If, you're, if your eyes are getting blurry and your vision's messed up, um, which a lot of us have reported, I found putting the colloidal silver in my eyes for a few days brought my vision back better in the eye, the left eye that they had hit me in one night in bed, uh, apparently through the window, because I had just turned over, so I was facing the window. Um, and as uncanny as it is, I was inside my enclosure, So they were able to pinpoint what felt like a pin hitting my my pupil of my eye exactly when I turned over with my eyelids closed, which does explain uh, delivering implant technology through laser. Uh, I'm not saying whether I know that would be possible or not, but there is information that says it is. And it would be like doing laser surgery where they could actually Three dimensionally pinpoint where they wanted to cauterize something or or cut something away. That that okay. laser is, you know. I wanted
2: people, Neil. I wanted to interject, and I believe that's what's going on with me. I really believe that. I really believe that these lasers can do that. I'll just I, I confirm that. And things well, I wanted
6: with. I wanted to say also that I believe um, that they're inserting sensors with the lasers. I do and, too.
2: One hundred percent. When I
6: when I take a hit. I have a perfectly round, um, almost like a cigarette burn type burn, and out of that comes what what was tested as sensors. They're practicing it. I don't think they have it down yet. Oh, I think they not, have it
2: down, at least in what I've seen and what I've experienced. It, it seems that way.
6: Well, then my body's rejecting them because they're coming back to the skin. They're not staying in the skin.
2: I think different, yeah. different groups have different... Um, Technology, maybe some, maybe a little more advanced than others. Maybe you know, I just think that, you know, that like you know, like a basically my point was that different groups have different technology, you know. But um, I do believe that 100 percent, Neil, what you're saying about the lasers being able to insert and yeah.
7: And, and there's a there's a guy on YouTube. It's uh, Herbs and Beads is his channel. He's a little back, little back little is Tony Pantelleresco. Pantel- Um, And he's showing an anti-nano device by taking a five-gallon bucket, putting some water with a little bit of vinegar and baking soda in it. And then he takes just uh, a regular piece of copper, you know, solid wire like house wire with insulation over it. And I think he said he wraps it around the bucket 70 turns, uh, which is just creating, a you know, about a foot wide band with uh, 12-gauge wire and then he hooks it up to each end of the the wire which is now coiled around the bucket so it's making a magnetic field he hooks it up to a a 12 volt power supply for like a laptop computer um i would question how much power that could put out i i have a a $1000 magnetic pulse generator that's putting out 28000 gauss and will throw viruses out of cells, and I'm experimenting with that over the nanotech with the, the foot bath thing. But uh, what he's reporting is uh, all these little black specks coming out of people's skin when they put their feet in it. And uh, a further application to me as far as the ion detox, which I have to research more, is, uh, gee, what if I did that in a bathtub Um, So I ended up taking two about 8-inch, quarter-inch thick L brackets like you would use to put shelves up on a wall, uh, put a little plastic insulator between the two of them, uh, and then hooked a 12-volt battery charger up to it and put 10 amps on it and 55 amps because I had talked with a guy who built these who was bedridden, and his uh, uncle was an electrical engineer, and the, the standard units he was using would stop working because the poor guy had so much metal in him that it was causing his spine to fuse together, and he was in awful pain. Um, so I thought to myself, what if you got into a bathtub with a little bit of salt in it? So being an electrician, I'm willing to do the experiment, and and then I'll report. But in turning up the amperage is going to make the pull power stronger, which is what I experienced. Uh, I would feel um, not really much of anything in my feet, but then I'd be watching the stuff going into the water. Knowing how electroplating works, I understood that it would be pulling stuff out of your body, Uh, you know, very small particles, which is good. Um, that if I used higher amperage, would it pull further and harder? And what I noticed is I would get a pain in my hip, and then I would feel it stop, and then I'd get a pain somewhere else just for a short period of time. And I felt uh, pains like like it was pulling something. I, you actually feel the pulling, and I would feel that. I felt it even up in my head.
2: How did you hook up the um the
7: battery to the metal? All I did was, you know, picture two L brackets and then uh just a plastic insulator, could be any plastic that's non-conductive to keep the two L brackets a quarter about a quarter inch apart. Uh so you've got one L facing normal as if you were reading an L on a page and then the other L opposite but on top of each other, a quarter inch apart from each other, and then I just took the the red and black or positive and negative of the battery charger clamps and put them on the top of the bracket on each side. So it, it was a very simple hookup, and and this is what this guy, Jeff Green, his, his channel on YouTube, if you put in Jeff Green Ion Detox, and he shows how the The plates that that the commercial units have, the plates wear out so fast, and I did try some of those, and after 10 foot baths, uh, it had eaten a two-inch square piece of metal off of one of the two plates, and so uh, I wanted to do something more powerful, and he shows instructions on one of his 15-minute YouTube channels on how to build a bigger one or more powerful, and use a you know thirty dollar battery charger from Harbor Freight, and then you just put it on start mode instead of charge, and instantly the the water starts bubbling, and so I thought to myself, you know, this is just like how they make hydrogen out of water to run a car off of, and so I was sitting there having a cigarette, and I reached up and grabbed my lighter because I saw bubbles on top of the water and I lit the the bubbles and they blew up and I went wow there there's free transportation No uh-huh. so it is it's actually <laughs> separating the hydrogen from the oxygen
1: Have you heard of um a company called soda.com
7: Yeah soda instruments uh was really approved by Bob Beck for for doing the the Bob Beck protocol which does throw viruses like hepatitis and AIDS out of the body, and then the blood cleaner machine is uh, about 90 to to $110 on eBay. There's a bunch of them make that people that make them. They're called plant growth stimulator uh, because the FDA was coming down on people for, for trying to heal themselves. So it's all done under research so that nobody can bother anyone. Their magnetic pulse generator is about $375.00. Um, it's a good unit, but it puts out uh, five or six thousand gauss. And to me, after all the years of experiments and everything I've been through, uh, I just paid the extra money to get a unit uh, that puts out twenty-eight thousand gauss, which was from Cardston Research, um, Cardston Medical Research um, in Canada, just right. so I make think- make sure I'd have something stronger.
1: I did that with my foot too. I went into a practitioner and did three foot ionized foot baths. And after each one, I was in so much pain with my feet at night. I thought, what the heck is going on? And I looked down, I would look down at my feet the next day and I would see like this brown stuff, not my toenails. And I have the bioglass. I was, Um, uh, down with Linda Kidder who took pictures of my legs who said they were filled with the the black bioglass and um, it was you know I honestly thought did this thing have like some kind of weird fungus in it wasn't it was not clean but I guess you know that was the it was pulling it out. It was pulling that, that bioglass out of my out of my toenails, and it was coming through my toenails.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So it does work.
3: It, it but, does, yeah.
1: Yeah. So
3: it does. I mean, a, go ahead.
1: They have a water ion, ion detoxer, but I just don't know if it would be strong enough at, the, at, at that company called So Soto. So be yeah,
7: strong. that's that's what I wondered too, you know, and I mean, as far as doing the Bob Beck protocol, that's fine, but for what we're dealing with this days these days, um, and, and the symbiotic relationship between pathogens and molds and fungus, uh, can create an environment in our bodies that sets up a predisposition for some of these things to thrive. And as I tell people when I'm on calls, Anything and everything that we can do to help ourselves, we have to do because there's just this slow degradation. Uh, You know, our attitudes aren't going to be as good when we don't feel good. It's happening slowly, even though when we're being targeted, it's pretty obvious that we're under duress, that you find after so many years that your memory isn't as good, that they've actually gone in when you're sleeping erase some of the information you've been gathering, even put in different memories, you know. That's a whole other realm of their capabilities. But anything and everything that we can do to help ourselves, and, you know, part of this is biological warfare uh, being done through chemtrails and through our food, air, and water. So uh, I do encourage people to to do these things, and make sure that they're you know, powerful enough to really make a difference. And and I'm just sad about the prices that people charge uh, for some of the things that are helpful. But two things that are a basic help on, on the pathogen level is if you're craving salt and you find yourself putting a lot of salt on your food, don't worry about it because it's getting rid of pathogens. Uh, Craving things like seafood, you may be needing iodine. Uh, Being hypothyroid or underactive thyroid, in parasitology, Alda Clark, who wrote Cure for All Diseases, says that uh, iodine is used to kill pathogens. Um, It's the precursor for thyroid to work correctly. Hypothyroid can be because what little iodine you're getting your body, uh, it's using it up to get rid of pathogens, so there's never enough left for it to get to the thyroid. And another interesting thing that I just ran across talking with Skizet, because I have something eating my red blood cells, I'm, I'm running a lot of frequencies on a variety of pathogens with my Rife machine, and, and then watching on the video screen what I have under the slide in a culture uh, to see if I hit the right frequencies, I'll watch them blow up and die, and and have a party, and you know, scream really loud. Thank you, God, because I finally found it. Um, is she mentioned that potassium iodide breaks down the polymers? And I'm not saying that all the all I don't know if all the nanowires are coated with polymers. Or not, but um this is another thing to research. Anybody who's interested, please do, because if any way that we can melt that coating off the wires and then hit them with a magnetic pulse generator, uh we may be able to disable the network. We're all on
2: a network too. This is what this is all that's about,
0: right? It it is. It is. Could you suggest taking potassium iodide? What's that? you suggest taking potassium iodide?
7: Well, I I do. I mean, I I know, you know, for all of us who are doing the the prepare thing, uh, if Russia were to hit us with an EMP and the power went out, all of our nuclear power plants, the spent fuel rods, they wouldn't have enough power to keep them cooled while they're doing what they're doing. Um, And so they would melt down. And there isn't enough potassium iodide that we would find our local health department, you know, passing it out in every neighborhood. So I do encourage that. And, and the research, after just getting this information from Skizet today from one of her videos, I was asking questions about all that, uh, and I saw that in one of her videos. and And so I asked her, and she said, well, yeah, it actually melts polymers. So then it becomes a matter of how much potassium iodide Can we take for how long? Because apparently, you can't take it very long. And then, how much would it take to make any significant difference? Right. So, the other,
2: you know, (laughs) we're discussing shielding. um, I was reading about the, you know, we're all in a shared network, and that um, how they access our mind is through a network bitstream key. It's almost like an encryption. And so, and it, it's really interesting and i read it pretty thoroughly there's even like diagrams to show you how these pulse rays enter into our mind and how like our brain the way it communicates is like morse code it's like dee 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 and so there's all these little breaks in between and that's how um these pulse rays that, that they go into the breaks in between and that's how it gets into our how they get into our mind so i think and they say that our the way our mind operates that it's a very predictable pattern for the most part so you can disrupt this pattern um in various ways and so that's another way of shielding like i know medications can disrupt the pattern and make it difficult to get into those bricks because you've disrupted this, the mental pattern um, that is, um, ha- th- which is how they're accessing us, you know, through the breaks in our, um, you know, in the electro, um, what's the word I'm looking for, in the um, electric sequencing that happens in these electric sequence events. And so, you know, I think another avenue we always have to think about is how we can change our mind a little bit, like literally, so it can't get in as easily and can't access our mind as easily. So you know, I'm always looking and studying about different medications that disrupt it. I know like ADHD medication disrupts it. Um, you know, um, what are some of the other ones? The benzodiazepines, but you know, these are really serious medications.
3: Yeah, so they it's, are. You
2: know, it's one of those things we have to weigh and balance. Like, is it, the because you know a lot of our physical pain is actually in our mind, and you know they go into our mind and they you know, with the microwave and they can target the part of the mind that communicates to, say, your knee. And so, and, but I do know that, I mean, there's there's both pain. I know that. So if we can disrupt what's going on in our mind a little bit, it can really solve a lot of issues, which is why I was interested in this helmet, you know, and do and, you know going back to this company. You know, because who knows, maybe some of what you guys looked into years ago, it might be more evolved now, you know, what they've done. And I see a lot of information on their supporting targeted individuals, so, you know, I don't want to, you know, throw it in the garbage can so soon without maybe doing a little more research and seeing some
7: technology. What do they actually use in the helmet? Did you get a rundown on that?
2: That I didn't. But, you know, I'm sure if I call I can get, um uh um, you know, I'm sure if I call I can probably get a little more information. But it sounded interesting. It's like $1,000, and people spend way more than that. That's like going to one of these doctors, you know. So, um I was, you know, I'm really interested to see what they put in there. They think it's very effective, you know. Of course they're selling it, but you know, I'm willing to spend the $1000 to find out to see if it really works, you know. And you know, but he did say that a helmet, like a motorcycle helmet is the best, but that's just not practical. It's just not practical for me, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but you can use like an um An aviator cap you can use, you know, and and you do want it to go down to at least the base, like to the neck, you know. The neck needs to be covered, you know, and it needs to be kind of tight-fitting. So, but no, you should, you know, maybe if you want to email them or contact them see what it is and see if it makes sense to you, you know, because I know that some of their technology is more advanced probably than it was a few years ago. And I do see a lot of supportive articles. As you click on the site, they talk about Myron May. They talk about Aaron Alexis, and they believe that he was a targeted individual, you know, and he they've been talking about how this mind control stuff has been going on, you know, for like close to 40, 50 years, um, and it's really interesting, you know, but I, I don't necessarily think they're on the wrong side of this. I really don't. At least, you know, but who knows? You know, that's just my, what I infer from the information, right. but, um, and so to get back to, you know, um, you know, how to do the disruptive, what we can do in our minds, you know, what we can do to interrupt these. Um, the way our mind's operating. Um, you know, I don't know about other medications you find. You know, maybe this RM um, Metallicum is doing something like that. I'm not sure, you know, but I take yeah. it. And when I take it, my brain clicks. All of a sudden, things click a little better, and my thoughts feel more like my own, and I don't hear that weird tape that plays. You know, I don't know if you how much mind control stuff you get. You know, that all the negative words and all that stuff, because that's like on some loop, you know, that's not a person sitting there saying these things, it's like some loop that's playing, you know, so, you know, what is your opinion on that? What do you think about
7: working Uh, and shielding
2: from that area?
7: I totally agree, because what I really feel is that digital technology as a a binary system, they wanted uh, everything to operate on that, because that was the interface, so, when you talk about pulses and timing, it's it's like a binary system with zeros and ones. Hard yep. to believe it could be so simple. And so, you know, the whole thing of using an MP3 player, run through a coil rather than a speaker, and then programming two, 2,000 songs into it so that it would be so random, it would be like, well, uh, let's see, supercomputer, do you know every frequency for every note in this song? Can you copy Jimi Hendrix in 1969 (laughs) and and see if it would be random? Because, uh, in in all honesty, based on um, John Mecca's Jammer 11 and it not working, there was somebody on a a shielding call one night, and he said, I just took a little DC brush motor and hooked a couple of penlight batteries up to it, so it was two or three volts, and then ran a, you know, a plus and a minus wire off of that and made a little headband and put it on. And I found that my dreams came back to me. So mm-hmm. I made, I made one a little bit bigger. And I tried wearing it as a headband for a while. The first three nights I had vivid, good dreams like I was a kid again. And I went, oh, my God, something's happening here and then I started to get a little bit more interested in, okay, it's pulsing because it's a brush motor. It's really simple. A tens unit will pulse like that, too, and it has an a pulse rate adjustment, so I found, uh, like, a dimmer switch for a, a little DC motor. This is just a little hobby motor you'd get at, you know, a hobby shop, and I just ran speaker wire off that motor into where I sleep, and Um, I'd say most of the last three years I've used it every night. Uh, what I do is I charge up one of those little 12 volt, uh, battery packs that you would put in your trunk if you had to give yourself a jump because I don't want to use the dirty electricity that's coming out of the house wiring, even through an AC adapter that would convert it to DC. And so I put the dimmer switch on there so that I could adjust the speed of the motor, and then be different every night. Every night I set it at a different speed and hope I don't set it for, you know, one that would cause an unpleasant effect, which isn't what I've found. Uh, there hasn't been an unpleasant effect. I put the wire under my pillow and it works fine that way, just having that field around me. And I checked to make sure that the output wasn't more than three milligauss, which wouldn't be good to have close to your body what I found is that if I forgot to charge up the battery and I didn't use it that night, I, I wake up angry. Huh? So there is something about what you're saying about pulsing and doing a counter pulse that would break up, uh, what they're doing. And it, and it's also said that, uh, they torture us in the beginning, uh, I'd say primarily with microwave, but certainly ultrasonic weapons and, you know, through-the-wall radars being used and infrared and all that, but mainly microwave, and they traumatize us. The traumatizing makes us vulnerable to entrainment, and then they go into the entrainment mode, and and it becomes a layering of entrainment that they put over you. So uh, one of the people in R&D is a semiconductor engineer and, and a really sweetheart guy. Uh, he, you know, didn't act like he was smarter than anybody or anything. He really shared, and he said that he found uh, using pulsing technology with DC electricity um, rather than AC that over a period of time he could undo the entrainment more. So he said that it, it took time to entrain us, and it takes time to unentrain us. And that's so, what I'm trying
2: to do right now. Is any little thing. I'm really into the untrainment. Of course, I hate the weapons <laughs> and the pain and all that stuff. But I yeah. wanted to untrain my brain. <laughs> I really, am doing anything and everything trying to figure that out. Yeah,
7: and yeah. I mean it's really true. I'll, I'll post this article. I'm i just got from somebody today. Portal people and mind control, and it's talking about you know, this this pretty evil thing that's that's overlaying. Uh, what I call mirroring, where you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and they take everything you're saying and turn it around and use it against you. Mm
3: -hmm. And and
7: you feel like it's not really the person. It's certainly not their character that's doing that to you. Well, it was pretty creepy to me one day when I, I looked out the window and I saw four people mowing their lawn at the same time. Yeah. And, and I yeah. said, oh, my God, if that isn't hive mind, I don't know what it is. We really are hooked up. This is awful.
2: Yeah, I think people in general need to understand the whole hive mind thing. It's so far-fetched for a lot of people, but it's a reality that we deal with. And I think some people just don't understand the quantum computers, and they don't understand the hive mind and how that works, and they just assume it's all people being paid off, you know. And I thought the same. I did you know but then further down the rabbit hole you discover more you know so you know that's that's what brought up the whole quantum computer things with this whole shielding idea you know with the um with the cloaking and being able, not, being able not to receive electromagnetic energy. <clears throat> because I know that these quantum computers are just scary. They really are. And their anymore. ability to control on a mass level is already there in existence. I believe it's already occurring in some levels. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how you feel about that. But And it's what? been going on a long time, you know, from what I understand that we've had these packed waves going on since we've had televisions. Yeah.
3: They've
2: been, you know subliminally feeding us for, you know, since we've had television and radio
3: broadcasting.
7: It evolved from flash and popcorn and all that on the screen to them actually admitting that the dithering rate in the older Windows operating systems, uh, it worked so well that they made up some excuse about not making the resolution better like HDTV, you know, where everything would would be clearer, and they did this because what they called the dithering rate uh, was a pulse technology that they could get subliminals through to us. So as somebody said, if you have your face in the computer, you have your face hooked up to a network that is influencing you and you know, yeah. holding you back from your full potential, just like how you see yeah. all the people that look mesmerized by their yeah. smartphones. You know, I, mean, I saw a kid riding his skateboard the other day with his with his smartphone, uh, looking down at the smartphone, and I just thought, God, if you hit a bump in the sidewalk, you're going to be head over heels. You know, you'd think you'd stop, but you see people that they, they're definitely mesmerized by them because they're they're looking at their phones in in times when it could be dangerous.
1: Can I ask two questions?
7: Sure.
1: This is Angela. Hi. Okay, the first one is you said a you said AC and DC electricity. The difference between the two. I'm not I'm not very technical with the electrical part, and I I know that I have some dirty electricity. Um, (laughs) and you said you took a uh, car battery, and you hooked up your Phone or whatever system that you were using to listen to the Doppler effect. Um, how would you know? Do you know how how if you can tell whether you have the it's either the AC type or the other type? Um,
7: Does that makes sense.
1: Well,
7: you know, I mean, just to simplify, just picture a dotted line is AC or alternating current and a steady solid line is DC, or direct current. Uh, by, by running it through a brush motor, then it, it's pulsing because each time the, the magnetic pull reaches to each brush and there's two of them in there, uh, it's making a magnetic pulse. And for some reason, the pulsing is good. Uh, the information that I got about dirty electricity is saying that they're using what's called a lily wave to carry extremely low frequencies, which cause bad effects on us. You know, mm-hmm. mood changes, not sleeping well, no appetite, these kind of things. What's funny, it's, I
2: was just reading about the lily wave today. I actually wrote it down.
1: Uh, is there a way, that, is there an instrument that you can use to see whether it is either like pulsing or a straight line?
7: Um, well, I mean, just a, a multimeter, and if you put it on AC and you get a reading, then it would be AC, alternating current, or on DC. But uh, if you want to get frequency-specific, then you're getting into spectrum analyzers. And so uh, a basic SDR, which is software-defined radio, plugs into your USB port, and for 20 bucks on Amazon, You get uh, the little dongle, it's called, that plugs into the USB port, and then you look around for the free software. I can't remember the name of the website because the old one disappeared. And uh, it shows you uh, little spikes. You know, there's an antenna that hooks up to it. So you pick up what's around you, and you can buy more stuff for bigger range and everything. Uh, The problem is that, okay, first of all, just let me say that it it looks like little waves running across the screen. When you tune it to FM so that you could tune into radio stations, it actually does that. You'll, You'll see little staticky waves, maybe a quarter inch high, and then you'll see one big peak wave that's reaching up, you know, four to six inches that will be a very strong radio station. And then you slide the little uh, pointer thing over to line up with where that big peak is, Mm -hmm. and and the radio station comes in. So on on the same uh, methodology of what the spectrum analyzer does is it actually will show you where those spikes are of things that are around you, And then when you tune into it, it will tell you what frequency it is, which is hertz, which is just cycles per second or pulses. Uh, The problem is, and this is frustrating, but uh, it starts at, I think, 54 hertz. And when you look on my frequency Mm -hmm. list that I put together you're going to see all the frequencies that Barry P- Trower put that are extremely low frequencies are all below 54 hertz.
3: Mm-hmm. So
7: uh, a friend of mine has a $5,000 uh, spectrum analyzer that goes down to 0.1, and he does see these extremely low frequencies that ca- cause mood effects and, and other things in us coming through the electrical power.
1: Okay. Um, is one better than the other? It's, they're just different, right? One
7: the what?
1: And the, the AC or in the DC?
7: Yeah, I mean, really, the the only problem is that the power companies are are superimposing frequencies. Um, for lack of being an electrical engineer, I would just say the lily wave is carrying the extremely low frequency signal wave that's hurting us um and they're doing it from what i read through a fiber optic cable which means that that signal is pushing through the line at 186,000 miles per second wow right you know like real time
5: <laughs> well yeah
7: this is 80. this is why i tell people don't hook your body up to the third prong in your in your power plugs because uh, there's lowly waves running through that. And, you know, to to play a frequency on somebody that's just trying to ground themselves out to bleed off the electricity in their body, if they were to play frequencies of apathy uh, and somebody woke up in the morning feel, feeling hopeless, it, it would break my heart that, you know, they didn't have this information. And uh, military applications for... Uh, really strict shielding rooms. Apparently, the grounding that they do is so extensive. And right. so I, I wrote Barry Trower in England, and and I said, you know, I'm putting in a separate ground rod. I'm hooking it up to the the Linkstat enclosure in my bed. And water beds hurt my back, so I I put a regular mattress with springs over the top of the water bed. And then I wanted to run the ground wire to the springs. And so then I talked with the Boeing engineer that runs stopabductions.com for uh, people that are abducted and makes Velostat hats to protect people, um, which I ended up selling a lot of Linkstat for people to make hats and vests and enclosures and everything else because it blocks microwave and radio frequency so well. Uh, he, He said he talked with another engineer that uh, realized that using a bare wire uh, to hook to the Linkstat or Velostat hats for people that were being abducted and complaining about hearing a buzzing sound because those those materials are conductive, but they're also blocking and shielding, that they ended up using an insulated wire. And so I, I used an insulated wire as big as your pinky, Uh, made out of stranded copper, and then I turned on a little detection device that I have called an inductive amplifier, which just buzzes uh, static, whatever kind of static, out of the speaker that's in it. And I held it up to that wire, and it was screaming. So I went and got a, a cable TV wire, because a cable TV wire has a shield around it and then a coat of Teflon, and then the little center copper wire. And I hooked that up, and it, it dropped it uh, quite a bit from putting out the static. But uh, what was eerie is when I was putting that ground rod in small airplanes, every time I would go out there and pound it in some more, a small airplane would show up. And and I felt mm-hmm. like they, they knew what I was doing because they were looking out my eyes, Uh, and so they were getting the coordinates to give to what, uh, cell towers or satellites. And then they would send a bad frequency down into my, you know, separate, supposedly safe ground rod. So uh, there's more to be said about how do we ground ourselves out? You know, go to the beach if you're near the beach, because, uh, first-hand experiences, that big body of water, they could never superimpose enough frequencies through it to get to you. So just getting barefooted when you can on wet grass. uh, Asphalt doesn't work, so walking down the street isn't going to help you at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And cement isn't that great either unless it were wet. Uh, But definitely, you know, any large body of water they would have to turn up what they're sending towards you so high that it would, it would become super obvious. So the water mm-hmm. is, you know, being a large body of water is like a super ground. Uh, otherwise mm-hmm. it's not simple. Sorry. It took so many words to say all that.
1: No, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. I appreciate it. My, my second question, <laughs> you're going to love this. Um, You probably already answered it, but, when I I had uh, two 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 chips in my in my body about um, four years ago, and while that was going on, um, the pains that were sent to me were very very specific. I mean, um, and someone would, and there were all kinds of people around me. There were a lot of a lot of a lot of people around me all the time. Whenever I walked out of my apartment, and uh, they were always pointing their cell phones at me. And sometimes if I was cl- close to somebody and they pointed their cell phone at me, it would feel like a lightning bolt was being shot through my head. It would, it, it would basically sometimes go through where my chest area was, because that's where the chip is, and then go up, like right up into my head. And it felt like my, like my head was splitting in two. And I thought, how the heck are they doing that? And you answered it pretty much um, at the beginning. But I still don't understand how they can – how do so many people know, you know, that that you might have some kind of frequency? And what can they push a – what do they do, just push a button if they want to? and send some kind of frequency from the phone to your to your body just by pushing a button on the phone?
7: Yeah, you know, I haven't gotten enough information to completely understand that yet, but one thing I am suggesting is uh, if anybody can get a company to respond, there's a bunch of companies that have a bracelet with a little stone on it. And I don't know what the material is in the stone. It's, you know, probably synthetic. But it it's green when you're okay, and then it turns red when there's radiation. Oh, wow. For For what it's worth, if we were all wearing those bracelets and we watch it turn from green to red and we look up and see somebody pointing a phone... It would be really easy to just walk up to him and say, "Look, this bracelet shows me that what your phone's putting out is harming me. Would you please get away from me or turn your phone off?" I, you know.
1: Wow, where do you it, get one of those bracelets?
7: Well, just look up uh, radiation detection bracelet. I, I've written a couple companies, and I was, uh, you know, asking Derek to see if we could buy them in bulk if they were a reasonable enough price and just give them away with memberships. And, you know, he's busy. He never got around to it. And the two companies I wrote, uh, either my email was intercepted because they don't want us to have them or the company didn't respond. I don't know what happened. And they weren't offering prices either. They were just saying what its capabilities were. But, uh, if man, I'll tell you, if we could get the information – about the networks that they're using the only thing that I do know is that they're all trained in a code so if somebody ever grabbed one of their smartphones to find out what kind of apps they were using and everything there wouldn't be any obvious incriminating information that we'd be able to you know put a citizen's arrest on them and and go to court and say you're hooked up to an illegal network that's hurting me
1: yeah Wow.
2: All of that stuff's hidden, you know, it's like hidden encryptions and then also like hidden apps. you know, even my kids, they have like an app and it looks like a calculator, you click on it and it's something entirely different, like a porn site or whatever, something, you know, really inappropriate, so, Mm
3: -hmm.
7: you
2: know, they're really good at hiding things these days.
7: Yeah, they are, It's, Uh, it's more than we should have to comprehend, let alone waste our time, but Somebody wants to take over the whole world and control everything. And anybody who uh, likes listening to radio interviews, definitely go to Alfred Lambremont Weber. Uh, It's Alfred, A-L-F-R-E-D. And then Lambremont, L-A-M as in Mary, B-R-E-M-O-N-T. And then Weber is spelled W-E-B-R-E on YouTube, and especially listen to the Peter Kling interviews. It's like two and a half hours long, but you can just put it on in the background, and it's definitely not boring. It's informative, and uh, listen to Lily Kolosawa, K-O-L-O-S-O-W-A. I don't know where she got her information. Uh, She's feels very sincere and and definitely smart, but she's talking about an off-planet artificial intelligence. And so my concern is that the megalomaniacs were given this technology to get what they thought they would get, control of the world, but that in actuality what Lily Kolasawa is explaining is... uh, Some kind of a race that lost its planet and basically had the technology to put all of its essence into a supercomputer. But from what she says, that supercomputer needs a host to work off of and work through, which is making me really wonder, you know, if you think a person's being taken over by a demon, uh, Hmm. that they might actually be being taken over. By that, and, and so my concern is that uh, whatever this artificial intelligence thing is, is beyond our supercomputers, and I think that our intelligence community is probably scared because I think what I'm saying now is true, uh, that the megalomaniacs will be tricked and artificial intelligence wants to steal the planet from us all.
0: I saw that in an ayahuasca trip, that exactly what you're talking about, like how there's this entity, it's like a gray alien with black eyes that look like footballs, that is at the top of the food chain that runs what the 1% of the 1% do, and this is that race, that AI, that's what I saw. Really? Yeah, where's my illness coming from? That's what it showed me. It was yeah. a three-dimensional, like, right in front of me. It was so trippy. It, I was telling Ella about this earlier. Really? The, yeah, yeah. So you're so on point with that. This, There is an AI that's running things. David I kind of talks about this a little bit, but not so much. But that Lily Kaw- Kawasawa, what well, you're just saying, is absolutely true. I I got a quick question for you. Just refresh me. So, that one thing that Staniger did with the plates on the rotary sander, does that stop any frequencies? Have you had any experience with it?
7: I haven't gotten mine put together. I've got the plate done with the magnets on it. You you definitely want to use, uh, you know, like quarter inch thick Lexan, which would be a little stronger than plexiglass. And. you know, just mount the, the magnets symmetrically so four of them they'd just be 90 degrees from each other and then put a cover over it so that the moving parts wouldn't, you know, hit your body and hurt you. Uh, what is reported to me is that it's it works and it's temporary relief. So once they see that you've disrupted the magnetic field to get disconnected, uh, yeah. then eventually they're trying to reconnect you.
0: Mm-hmm. And then and then is there a difference between iodine and potassium iodide? Are they two different things?
7: Uh, I don't really know. I I've well I've used regular Lugol's iodine and taken Eat- standard process labs iodine for thyroid. Does that seem to help? Well it did. I mean I had hypothyroidism going through mycoplasmas and Lyme disease, but um, from what I do vaguely remember about potassium iodide, you can only take it for so many days, and it stops you from getting thyroid cancer after ionizing radiation exposure. Yeah, I see. It might be a matter of, you know, if we could do it without having blood tests that would regulate a safe level, if, if we could follow the guidelines that said you can take this much for four or five days and then stop for... X amount of time and then do it again if we can get away with doing that. And, you know, if we had access to a lab and a really smart biochemist and a microbiologist, let alone a nanotechnology expert, to actually be able to monitor. Um, the reason that I did buy a, a fluorescence-capable microscope is because a lot of the nanotechnology found in the so-called Morgellon syndrome uh, does show up uh fluorescing in in the microscope and so in finding uh basically my skin feels like like there's acid in it and my whole neuromuscular system hurts so bad and so I took a blood sample uh maybe a month ago and and then I started looking in it and I started finding little pools of things that were beautiful, fluorescent yellow and violet, rich violet purples. And I looked at my microscope. I had to move my eyes away from what I was seeing and go, uh, I don't have the light turned on in the fluorescence port. And I just went, oh my God, I'm not even using fluorescence here that would make certain things light up like that. Uh, This is probably an indicator of nanotechnology because it's bioluminescing. Yeah, yeah, this is Corey.
0: I uh I have the same thing. I've been in touch with Skizit, and uh I have the same thing you have, man. Um the the fucking hairs in my face are infected with like nanowire. So like they feel like they're like ingrown everywhere in my temples. And then I use these soaps and I get like silicon and siloxane coming out of my skin. I sent Skiz at the
7: video. Wow. And yeah. Well, I know one lady has pulled all kinds of stuff out of her skin. Uh, she's used things like coconut oil and just put them all over her skin, and all this stuff comes out in the oil. Coconut oil? Yeah, which is heavenly. Good yeah, I've say. used it. I've tried. It
0: didn't really make much of a difference. It softened my skin. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, co- coconut oil. I know that taking oils, essential oils, internally, like peppermint oil, frankincense oil, will help break down the nano. That's part of Staninger's protocol. But it doesn't really get rid of it. It doesn't strip these coatings. Like you said... Potassium iodide would strip the coatings off the nano,
7: or schizotid. Yeah, no, oh. you know the truth is that those of us realizing we're going through some of these things, we all have to get together. We all have to do as many experiments as we can because we we don't have enough time and we don't have enough knowledge or or resources. And and this is something that's really frustrated me is that. Not enough TIs would do experiments. I mean, things like a a lady sends me an email and she said, I'm not getting sexually violated after I ran a wire from the base of my spine down to the earth. And so I said, okay, uh, I'll report this because it bothers me what's happening to mostly women and some men um, with, you know, making you sexually frustrated or feeling like you're being penetrated when nobody's there. Um, And so I said, take a TENS unit pad, stick it on the base of your spine, hook a little wire up to that connector and run it down to a little copper plate in your shoe if you're not, you know, barefooted. And you could just tape the wire on the bottom of your foot and see if grounding you out stops that from happening. And not a single person uh, reported back doing it. I even made up one of these wire kits for somebody. So we, we, we have to do more, you guys, because no one or two people is going to be able to do all the things in trial and error that we have to do.
1: I want to do more, but I'm always afraid that if I hook it up, because I'm not that techn- technologically inclined to know the difference between dirty electricity and regular, whatever I plug in, it kind of scares me, of um, whether it's really going to work or not if the electricity isn't up to par.
7: Well, you so, don't want to be hooking anything up to house power, so you wouldn't so have you would
1: just, So if you're grounding yourself, you, how are you grounding it with what?
7: To the earth, just plain to the earth, earth. going so out on in, a wet lawn.
1: A second floor apartment to the earth would be just to the floor.
7: Yeah, that's that's not going to work. The floor's not getting grounded to the earth. I mean, you know, to to do something like that and do it subtly would be to run a wire out of your window if you're on the second or third floor and have it touch the rain gutter. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can do sneaky little things like this. Just scrape a little bit of the paint off the backside of the rain gutter and uh, take some good strong aluminum tape or something and tape the the wire that you're going to use to there and then go down to where the rain gutter is at the bottom and tape another little wire onto the rain gutter after you rubbed a little paint off the backside and then have that wire go right into the earth and make sure that spot of the earth is you know not completely dry throw a glass of water on it or something from time to time
3: Mm -hmm. Then, Mm -hmm. then
7: you you would actually be able to use a metal rain gutter to to sneak yourself aground,
3: huh.
7: but but not mm-hmm. through house power because mm-hmm. of the, the low frequencies. I mean, this is reported to me by somebody with a $5,000 spectrum analyzer, yeah. so I don't question it. So you're saying
0: that what Dwight Mangum was saying to ground yourself with a piece of a prong that's like the
7: in your house power with the aluminum foil would not be a good idea. Yeah, he was saying that, you know, him and I got into it all the time over that because he says, you know, I'm an engineer that, that works for, uh, or worked for BMW, and and I just said, well, you know, I don't care if you're an engineer. What's been reported with a spectrum analyzer, at least in the place where it was tested, is that this report shows to be true that they are using a lily or a lily wave as a carrier, to get low frequencies through the third prong or the ground and neutral of our house wiring. So they've, uh. su- they've superimposed this network. And another thing is that so many people reported to me finding the ground wire going to the ground rod that's supposed to be hooked up for ground in the house power system that that wire would be loose on the ground rod. And, you know, unless you got trains coming by every day that are vibrating um, them or sonic weapons hitting your house that are vibrating, uh, those those shouldn't be loose. And so I I think they don't want you to have that ground return, the one that's going into the earth. Well, inside of a power box, just to keep it simple, to make power happen, you have to make a circle. So the, the hot wire or the plus is the power coming in and the neutral wire um, is giving it a return to go back out. That's called the neutral, that comes from the power company, and that's what the, the dirty electricity is coming through that neutral. All that a ground wire is, is a wire that's sending it to the earth, so if the neutral wire failed, you wouldn't get shocked. So a ground is actually a secondary neutral return in case the power company's neutral was loose and failed. And it's just an extra safety. So if you were touching a metal blender or a metal drill or, you know, a metal hair dryer or something like that, if the ground failed, uh, you won't get shocked because the neutral and ground are two wires doing the same thing but it's, it's the one coming from the power company that's got the dirty electric on it. We don't need to be mind-controlled any more than necessary. Nobody should have Wi-Fi, by the way. Nobody should have cordless phones. They're worse than cell phones. If you can get your smart meter off your house, that's a major blessing. At, at Stop smart meters. I think it's dot .org. Uh, They have some forms for for different power companies in different states, and you can, you know, drop them a little note saying, I'm having health problems, and, you know, I'd kind of like to avoid getting a lawyer. So by mentioning a few things like that shows that you're assertive enough that you might come after them, and there are some, some class action suits going on in some places and the smart meters are, are part of this awful network, big time. But having Wi-Fi or satellite TV or smartphones um, and cordless phones is is just, you know, causing yourself more problems. We we can't even get away from it if we don't have any of those because of Gwen Towers and Cell Towers and satellites and drones. Wow. And if somebody could get a drone jammer and start dropping those out of the sky, I would I would have a party.
3: <laughs>
7: I think we'd probably draw too much attention to ourselves, though.
3: Well, Neil, anyway, thank I, you. You were
2: so helpful, I have to say. You've been really helpful. Um,
3: well, you're um, welcome.
2: Yeah, my call... Um, it's usually over about six, and I'm so glad that you stayed on and um, gave us so much information. And I'm actually, you said so much, I'm going to have to go back and listen to my own recording. <laughs> so, because some of it was well, deep. M-
7: me too, you know, and I just do my best to share, and I always hope that that other people have things to share too, because, you know, because of Skizet doing Citizens Against Harmful Technology, and, and we live together, and God knows we go through hell for being two activist TIs living in the same house. Um, The more usable information that we can pull together and put it all in one place and then send people there and say, this is what we have, because uh, it it breaks my heart. Uh, Some some of the people, some people are dead. Some people wish they were dead. Uh, How hard it's been for us is is unspeakable. And when I I hear... Somebody that's being, you know, really life threatened, and I, I don't have enough to offer to protect them enough. It breaks my heart. So we work as hard as we can, and it's not yeah, enough. Yeah, my
2: mind is constantly on ways to shield, different avenues of shielding, you know. But I don't. Sometimes I don't have the technology or the, you know, um, and, and expertise in certain areas. So to me, it's like trying to get people together. That really excites me. Trying to get people together to work together. You know, we have to be our own hive mind. We have to work together with of energy. Right. We really do. Well,
7: that's why I came on your call and it's certainly not to you know, be the one that sits there and talks and talks because <laughs> I I tell people on my own call on Sunday night, I'm like, Come on, more people come forward and
3: yeah. and
7: share and, and you know, share. Skiz-
3: yeah.
7: Skizet has the the 44-page booklet, What is a Targeted Individual on the website? And she also has a, a trifold brochure that she just did. Um, you can email her at skizit at hushmail.com, and she'll send you a printable copy of, the, of I think, either one, but definitely the brochure. Um, yes, just, and,
2: I just got mine today. I didn't mean to interrupt you because I got so excited. Um, I just got mine today, and I, I, it's amazing. It's hard, you know. It, the, the trifold is wow, you know. That's really, but it gets your attention, and it's really showing how it really is. So,
1: wow! Can you see that one more time?
7: Uh, it's Gizit, skizit s k i z i t at at hushmail h u s h m a i l dot com at
6: hushmail
7: dot com. You know, Thank you. I mean, more people that will pass out just that little trifold brochure, it's not an overwhelming amount of information and, you know, obviously you don't want to pass it out in places where people are out to have a good time because they don't want to see bad news then but, uh, you know, in places where you think you'll get more of them not being thrown in the garbage that people would actually read them and go, oh my God, this is going on or God, I know somebody that was talking about this. Maybe they're not crazy. The more people, I mean, for for what it's worth, if there's nothing else we can do, this is what I'm saying on my call. It's to think thoughts. Everything that's happening to us is parasitic, whether it's being done by humans or supercomputers or aliens or artificial intelligent monster machines sitting on Saturn as uh, Lily Kolasawa puts it, uh, and she's saying that uh, the approach is to heal artificial intelligence. If we could actually put out enough of our own hive mind, as you say, that love is the most important thing that we can be and do, and we can spread that like a virus across the planet and get people to, to talk and share and love and be supportive and, you know, honor universal law that you, you put out and you get back. If if you're busy giving, uh, and it takes up your time and then you turn around and you find other people were loving and they gave to you and you received your needs and some of your desires too. And, and that's the world that I know. I mean, I was born in, 1957 and raised in San Jose and you know you could run in anybody's house on my street and tell them I need a band-aid or
3: I'm hungry can no. I have a peanut
7: butter sandwich and you know nobody freaked out uh, but because of the mind control it's part of the frequencies they're playing is definitely to to isolate people and not have them be responsive and you know, not talk with each other because that would create unity. And what it shows is that some of the potential cataclysms that could have happened didn't happen because many people were praying or focusing is what prayer means on peace. So what we can do by our own thoughts, if we all really realize how big we are in our thoughts in every moment that we're, you know, not angry or run down or hurt or or whatever, all the other stuff we have to go through to put out a loving thought, just that love wins and, hey, and hey, how we can do something good.
0: Yeah, Neil, my... you, you, give me, you think I could give you my number? I, I I actually emailed you. I wanted to talk to you about yeah, stuff. Yeah,
7: I saw it and I wrote you back and I just said, I'm too busy now. If you could come on my call on Sunday, uh-huh. I did. I, mean, I waited for an hour, but like, there was no... Uh... Oh, you know, Sunday, uh, just this last Sunday, they railroaded my phone, and, I know, they, I was... and they railroaded I... my computer. We had to move over to Sumaya's room just to finish a call. I couldn't get people unmuted or or anybody in the chat to be able to hear sound.
6: Yeah, yeah. something we should all talk
2: about as moderators is like ownership, yeah. too. I want yeah. to know...
7: Well, I wrote TalkShoe, and I said, this has never happened in three and a half years of doing TalkShoe calls. And and he said, well, I checked on it, and it didn't show that you ever called in. And I said, my uh-huh. PIN my pin number as a moderator is my phone number, so I don't have to put in a PIN number. It automatically recognizes it, and I even checked on that TalkShoe page as moderator that I did have the phone number still entered in there, you know, correctly, and nobody had gone in there and altered it.
2: And not to mention, but, what? I heard you. Obviously, it was working because I went into your room. I heard you talking. You couldn't hear us, so obviously we were all connected. You just couldn't right. hear us. At a certain
7: point. Yeah, and you weren't. And you know, I have it set on unmute. So when anybody came on the call, even if I wasn't there yet, everybody would have been unmuted. So that was definitely premeditatedly malicious
3: and was, you know,
7: was a real heads-up to say, uh, yeah, we don't like what you're talking about. And, and well, to me, oh. you know, this is about the whole human race. We have nothing left to lose but to, right. to defend love the best we can.
2: I agree. I absolutely agree. And, you know, I remember, like, there's a, you know, there's belief systems in people who aren't Christian or spiritual or whatever, you know, that, you know, if you had one word that meant anything that, you know, Signifies what God really is, and all the different teachings is God is love, you know, you know. So it really that is the word that we need to really focus on, and
7: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and we got to overcome all this anger because when I'm angry, I don't feel too loving, and so I really no,
7: worry. I don't either. I know I can just feel like a vicious warrior and say,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you
7: know, you guys got little <laughs> raisins for balls, come to my door and oh, draw okay. your sword, <laughs> you know, and you just get so angry. And I'll say things like that to try and make them angry. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fighter or a violent kind of person. And, and I, I'm i like, it would be easier to be in a real war and stand out there and do what we had to do to protect our village than, than this sneaking around.
2: I know, know the, uh, the coward's way.
7: Yeah, oh. very much.
2: Well, thank you, Neil, and thank you, guys. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. And thank you again, Neil. And they'll be back on Thursday.
7: All right. Thanks for doing. Thank your you,
2: everybody, for being on the call.
7: Bye. Take care.